Christ for you in word and song. We are the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO, KFUO.org. AM850 here in the St. Louis region. It's time now for our Moment in Scripture segment with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me on. So we read 2 Chronicles 34 through Ezra chapter 8. What would you like to uh, discuss deeper? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Gary. Um, well, we finished up Second Chronicles. Uh, some of our listeners are probably saying, finally, uh, especially if they're reading along, uh, a lot of overlap, again, between First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Uh, but as Second Chronicles closes up, um, we see that uh, things aren't looking good. So the northern kingdom of Israel, uh, they've been taken over by the Assyrians, the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, taken over by the Babylonians, and many of those in Judah taken into captivity. And so now there's a series of books in the Old Testament that really focus in on what happens next. What happens now that Jerusalem is destroyed, the temple's destroyed, and many of the people have been taken away and relocated into Babylon. I, I like what you said there about things aren't looking good. That happens more and more uh, as we continue to read. And I, I'm thinking that leads us right into the need for a Savior. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, thanks for always bringing this back to Jesus. I appreciate how you do that. And you know, certainly KFUO does that. Um, there's a need for deliverance, right? Again right. and again, we see they can't do it in and of themselves. They need salvation. Yeah. They need deliverance. And that's really what the book of Ezra begins to get into is exactly that. I think sometimes we look over, overlook the book of Ezra. Sometimes we overlook kind of this chapter in Israel's history, uh, this time after this Babylonian captivity. Um, this is kind of chronologically the end of the Old Testament or near the end. Uh, but there's some good things to be gleaned here, some good things to learn for us today, too. Uh, and among those things, like you said, Gary, salvation, right, from the Lord. Uh, so I'm going to focus on chapter 1 here. Uh, so Ezra chapter 1. Uh, verse 1, it says, In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord from the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in. Okay, so the Babylonians aren't the big world power at this point. Now it's the Persians, all right? So they've taken over. And King Cyrus is in charge. And Jeremiah, years earlier, the prophet Jeremiah had prophesied that this captivity in Babylon would take place, but that the people would be released, they would return to Jerusalem even. And now God is fulfilling that word. He's fulfilling that promise. And he's doing it through Cyrus, this, this secular king, which I think is kind of interesting for us. You know, this idea that there's one authority, ultimately, there's one king of kings, lord of lords, it's God. Uh, no earthly king, no earthly president. Uh, and God can also work through those earthly authorities, too, as he's going to work through Cyrus. Uh, and he can still do that today. So here's the proclamation. Uh, verse 2 and following says, uh, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of earth. And he has charged me to build a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever is among all of his people, may his God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. And let each survivor in whatever place he sojourns be assisted by the men of his place with silver and gold, with goods and beasts beside free will offerings for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. All right. I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, so Cyrus is 
by God's command and guiding, allowing the captives, or at least many of the captives, to return back to Jerusalem in order to rebuild the temple there. And not only that, he's even encouraging, commanding people to give them silver and gold to do the rebuilding. And he even gives them back some of the items that were in the temple that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took out so they can be returned back to the temple. So this is a big deal. Uh, so the, the, just kind of to recap or to summarize the, the rest of the book of Ezra, uh, Ezra is a priest, he's a scribe, and he's a part of that rebuilding of the temple. And that's what takes place throughout the book of Ezra. Uh, the temple is rebuilt. Um, and then in chapter 3, verse 12, I think this is interesting. It says, uh, many of the priests and Levites and heads of the father's houses and the old men who had seen the first house, the first temple, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid. The many shouted aloud for joy. Uh, so that the people could not distinguish between the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's wailing. I think that's, that's kind of interesting too, is the foundation of this new temple's being laid. The people who had seen with their own eyes 70, so years, 70 years or so earlier uh, wept. Uh, maybe they wept over Here's a repentance over the sin that they had committed that caused that deportation. Uh, maybe weeping, knowing that this temple is not going to be as great as the one that Solomon built. Um, but weeping nonetheless, and some, of course, weeping for joy as well, that finally they get to rebuild the house of the Lord and come back home. Uh, so, yeah, the book of Ezra, uh, it's about coming home. It's about rebuilding the temple. It's about, like you said, Gary, the Lord's deliverance, the Lord's salvation. But I think as we, we hear about this temple being rebuilt, we also kind of look forward to heaven. You know, that greater um, temple and really don't even need a temple in heaven uh, because Jesus is right there. God is right mm -hmm. there. Uh, you know, the temple is that place where God is present and in heaven far greater uh, that he is there and we see him, our Savior Jesus face-to-face. -face. Right. How cool would that be? That's, yeah. that's wow. cool. And, and and maybe I'm getting too deep here, and, and if we don't have time to discuss this, uh, let me know. Here on Earth, we live in a time frame where, sure. where there's time, but God doesn't live within that frame. Yeah, yeah. These qualities of God, omniscient, you know, is fancy theological word that he is all-knowing. Mm -hmm. I think of the verse, uh, to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. So, yeah, right. certainly his reckoning of time is different than ours. So that forgiveness, even in the Old Testament, before Christ was born here in our time frame, that forgiveness is also in Christ, Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, even that first promise of a savior, Genesis mm -hmm. chapter three, uh, that one who's going to defeat Satan, uh, born of a woman, um, already the, the, those faithful in the Old Testament were looking ahead to the savior, to the right. Messiah. So their faith was in that promise of God and the one he would send. Mm -hmm. um, and our, our faith is in the very same one. And now we're looking backwards, right, uh, to Jesus. And they were looking forward to Jesus. But whether Old Testament or us today, we're looking at Jesus. Right. Um, that's where our salvation is found. Uh, yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah. Good observation, Gary. Okay. It's just, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's, it's 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 hard to wrap your mind around that thought sometimes. So I wanted to get some clarification on that. Oh, it is, and you know, and of the temple, all those sacrifices that are being made, the blood that's being shed, that's for people's forgiveness. God promises that, but they're also looking ahead to the the greater blood that'll be shed. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, 
whose sacrifice, whose bloodshed takes away the sins of the world. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and then as you mentioned, the Old Testament Jew looking forward to Jesus Christ, so they're saved because of that. And yeah, okay. Yeah. I think of you know Abraham. The Bible says how Abraham believed, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So okay. Abraham was saved through faith, and ultimately in faith in that promise of the coming Savior. So the Old Testament Jews are saved, but the Jewish people in our day and age, and I don't want to delve into this too deep, they now decline that Christ is Christ. Not all of them, but there's Christian Jewish. Yeah, yeah. So they, for, so for Jews today, they don't believe that Jesus is the, the fulfillment of that promised Messiah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's unfortunate right. because, again, uh, God's word reminded us, reminds us again and again that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Uh, whoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, all those clear verses. And that's why today it's so important for us as Christians to share Christ with people who are Jewish. Right. You know, they've got, they've got the Old Testament scriptures, right? They've got the Hebrew Bible. They know the promises. So for us to help them perhaps connect the dots to Jesus as the fulfillment of those prophecies and promises. That's a big job, right? Uh, not easy, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah, to share Christ with our, our Jewish uh, friends and neighbors. Can you lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word and the gift of Ezra. Uh, we thank you that you work through secular leaders like Cyrus to bring about your will. We thank you for the rebuilding of that temple, uh, but we also look forward to that greater uh, place of worship, uh, heaven itself, uh, where we will one day, after the resurrection, see our Savior Jesus face to face. Uh, it's through him, uh, through the one who is crucified, risen, ascended, and returning, that we have salvation. Lord, we ask that you would help us in sharing Christ with those who do not yet know him. Uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, work through our witness to bring them to faith. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next time? Next time, we encourage our listeners to follow along. We're going to finish up Ezra, so Ezra chapter 9 through Nehemiah chapter 10. Thanks so much for being on the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gary. We're the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.